the shade room to your news feed. We brag different. You're locked into HBCU Pulse, now trending worldwide. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBCU Pulse and the host of Pulse Radio in the building for a very special edition of HBCU Pulse Radio on today. And honestly, guys, I did not know how big this episode and this interview was, right? So we just interviewed Miss Brianna Jackson. So Brianna Jackson, also known on Texas Southern's campus as Breezy, all right? She is a graduate of Texas Southern University. She graduated this spring. And when she was at Texas Southern, she was the captain of the Tiger Sensation dance team. And she also was prominently featured on College Hill Celebrity Edition. Uh, people might know her from her interactions with Stacey Dash, but she had a lot more time on College Hill than normal and than usual because she was also casted to be in the classes. So you saw her in the class when they first went African-American studies and she was in several other episodes as well in African-American studies as well. And I found out during this interview that, this was her first interview since she's been on College Hill. As we know, College Hill came out on last week after the BET Awards, as I'm recording this. And we know that it's on BET Plus. People are talking about it. It's getting a lot of traction online, on social media. But the fact that she, this is her first interview with, with a platform, you know, ever since she was featured on episode one, that's big to me. And I really appreciate her for seeing HBCU Pulse fits as a member of the HBCU Pulse family to have her first interview with us. So this is a part of HBCU Pulse history. I hope you guys enjoy this interview. Like she gave us a lot of good information and it follows up on what I talk about a lot in the reviews that we've been doing on College Hill and make sure to head to our YouTube for that, where I talk about some of the editing and how some of the editing is is a little bit interesting with how they put the show together to tell the story that they wanted us to see on the TV show. Um, but, man, Brianna is a gem. She is amazing. And she's already a star, so I can't wait to see what she does after this interview and also after, like, College Hill, you know, concludes its season. And hopefully we'll have her back to just review this season as well. But this is my interview with Brianna Jackson, the captain of the Texas Southern Tiger Sensations team, and also a graduate of the Texas Southern University. And this is actually an exclusive. This is her first interview since College Hill aired. So make sure you stay tuned. You're listening to HBCU Pulse Radio. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes. You're listening to HBCU Pulse Radio. Oh, my gosh. I have a member, essentially, of the College Hill cast. She's really a member, low-key. All right? She was the captain of the... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you are there with it. Captain of the Texas Sessions dance team. She has since graduated from the Texas Southern University. Brianna Jackson. Brianna, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Happy to be here. I'm happy for you to be here. And I'm, I'm going to share what's going on in my world. So the internet went out at my house. And I'm not even afraid to put it in the video. The internet is out of my house. I'm doing this from my phone. And I got the hotspot. Verizon's working today. So I have like the computer doing a little studio setup. I right. was like, man, God, why are you doing this to me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to talk to Brianna. We got to chop it up. I was waiting for this interview. So I'm like, now nah, we're going to make it work. HBCUs teach us how to make it happen no matter what. Exactly. <laughs> <You know? Sure. laughs> so I just want to go ahead and get started. First of all, let everyone know who you are. 
Hi, everyone. My name is Brianna Jackson, but no one knows me as that. Everyone knows me as Breezy, Breezy Bundles. <laughs> oh, I totally get it. I totally get it. So let's just go on and get into it. So please tell us, like, you know, why you chose Texas Southern as your HBCU. Okay, so I chose Texas Southern because Texas Southern chose me. It was the HBCU that truly gave me a shot. Um, it was one of the only HBCUs that actually gave me a scholarship. Um, everybody else is being stingy with me, but <laughs> but it was just I don't know. I feel like I feel like it was like safe. So I have family that was in Dallas, and I wanted to be somewhere where I had like some family and not just all alone. I'm coming from Chicago. So TSU gave me an academic scholarship. On top of that, gave me in-state tuition. So they really chose me. So I want who want me, period. <laughs> now, that makes sense. Listen, HBCUs, I think all of us have the story of our HBCU choosing us, you know? And I think that that's a big thing. And it allows us to flourish. And before college, because this is what I don't want this interview to be. Like, I don't want this interview, because you probably get interviews all over. Or if, if you're not, it's going to be coming really soon. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just be College Hill down because you are a person, you were a student before College Hill came, and also you're a graduate. Yeah. So I want to get into a little bit of your journey. So tell us just about your Texas Southern experience. Okay, so when I first came to TSU, um, I got the name Breezy because I had a hair company called Breezy Bundles. Everybody got hair from me, like this hair right here. This is my company. So everybody was shopping with me. That I didn't that I didn't even have no identity as Brianna Jackson. So they're like Breezy Bundles, it's your bundles from Breezy. Woo, woo, woo. So that's how I established my name on campus. Um, after a month or two, the Tiger Sensations had tryouts. You know, I anything I say that I'm gonna do by the grace of God, it always comes true. So I got on the team. Um me and Coach G established an amazing relationship, and I've been on that team for four years. Four years as just a regular teammate and two years as a captain. Um, my journey, honestly, I've joined a lot of clubs, but my statement piece is with that dance team. So that's really what I'm known for on campus. That's dope. So tell us a little bit more about that Tiger Sensation experience, because, you know, one thing we know is that dance is really huge in the sweat. You know, we know about the sports. You got... Deion Sanders at Jackson State. You have now Hugh Jackson at Grambling. And we know the football goes crazy. But one aspect of, you know, SWAT culture is the dance culture. You have the football dance and basketball dance. So tell us about, you know, your experience with the Tiger Sensations. It's been a truly, uh, absolutely amazing experience. Um, before, we didn't really get that much. Um, we weren't highlighted that much um, back in 2018, 2019. So we've really been... I would say like 2020, maybe 2021, 2021 to 2022, we've actually like established who we are within the dance culture and swag really, I would say kind of put us on the map a little bit. So dude, you know, the swag page on Instagram, COVID really helped us really to establish our placement in the HBCU culture because everything was virtual. So we were doing videos, posting videos, and they were surfing all around. Everybody want to know who are these dancers. They want to, is this motion? Nah, baby, the same motion. This is the sensation. <laughs> so we just started going up from there. And it honestly started when Swag posted that video of me back when I was my first year of being captain back in 2020. Um, it was a basketball game and it was a chopper style and it went like viral. And from there, all dance um, pages been messing with us, been rocking with us. So that's that. <laughs> um, it's been a journey, though. It has honestly been an absolute journey. Like I said, my my most pride moments have been since I've been captain. 
Um, it's been some ups and downs. Nobody thought I would be captain. So, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, it'd be beef and drama here and there. So dance team, it's, we're all women. We're all girls. But at the end of the day, we're sisters and we come to do what we want, what we love to do, which is dance. So I think that that's interesting. I think this is an interesting question. Like, what is it like? And I'm talking about before college here. Like, what was it like being captain of Tiger Sensations on campus? Because, and I ask student leaders this often because, in the media, we tend, especially fictional media, we tend to see the band, the drum major, the dance captain, like they run the campus. So like, what was it like for you? Like, did people already know you as Breezy and then, hey, she's captain too? Or was it like, oh, that's Breezy, she's the dance captain. Like, how was it for you socially? Honestly, not to be cocky, but the social side was always up. So <laughs> the social side was always given. So I wouldn't say like the sensations enhanced it because I, I I had already had a name for myself because I was selling hair. So I was selling hair. I was um, going out. I was establishing myself um, in within the city by, you know, going to clubs, hosting clubs, getting paid to come to the clubs and things like that. So I already had the social status. But once I did become captain, hmm, I would say a lot of, how can I put this? A lot of a lot of clout from maybe like the women more kind of boosted up because everybody wants to be a dancer. So, you know, they want to, oh, Breezy, how you doing? How can I become a dancer? You know, there's a lot of, you know, kissing up in a, in a sense. But that's just what happens, you know. And I wouldn't really say kissing up. I would say more of looking up too. They saw me in a different light, not just as, oh, she's popular, but, oh, I look up to her. Oh, um, I would like to be mentored by her. So that, that's that's Life, life is good, though. <laughs> I bet. I, oh, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, listen, because it, it's a life before College Hill. And, you know, like, that's the thing, like I said, that we want to highlight that you're not just the person on the screen. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you got the byline now. Because I was like, well, that's Brianna Jackson. Tiger <laughs> Sensation. Captain. They had a whole close up. I'm like, yo, man, yo, she yeah. big time. And just honestly to touch on that too, I'm missing, I'm like kind of missing a very important part of my life that um, kind of was was a, a important stage, I would say. And I honestly, I interned for 300 Entertainment. So I've been in a promotions department um, for a year, but I had fall and spring semester too. So that also, you know, added to the social status as well. I can imagine 300, you know what I'm saying? We, we rock with 300, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> All the artists be on 300. We know what's up with 300. Uh -huh. So. I want to ask you about graduation before we segue into college. So how does it feel now to be a graduate of your HBCU? It feels good. Honestly, it kind of feels like unbelievable in a sense. Like when I was graduating, I'm like, okay, I don't feel like I'm graduating. Like, I don't know. It just like hit me out of nowhere. Like I feel like I just came to college a year ago and now I'm walking out. So I feel to be a graduate of Texas Southern University, I am truly honored because the university has just been flourishing ever since I've been a part of it. We had the Democratic debate hosted there. Um, we've had, we have special guests coming there. We have celebrities, kids coming there, you know, we got College Hill. So it's definitely something that you would love to be a part of. And the fact that I'm so in tune with being a part of an intricate piece of the school, which is the dance team, it just makes it even more special. Um, being a graduate after, 
Um, how's life? Um, it's good. Just trying to still find that um that place for me as far as a full-time opportunity in the in the music industry. I'm still doing a lot of freelance work, a lot of PR work. So we getting there. I'm speaking into existence. God got his plan. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like that, that's all that's always the plan. So yeah. Let's talk about college here. We got to go on and get into it, all right? So first and foremost, did you know about the College Hill franchise before it came to Texas Southern? I'm not going to lie. I didn't. I did not know about College Hill at all. So when it was brought to my attention, I and honestly, I didn't even know that the Sensations was going to be featured in College Hill. I had got casted as to be like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for, as an extra on the show already. So like the, the teachers and stuff, they had already reached out to me like, hey, Bri, we want you to be in the classroom uh, when the celebrities are, are here and involved. So I had like two different jobs on the show. Like, I don't know if you look closely um, in one of the scenes, like I'm actually in class being an extra. So yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I, didn't, I didn't know about the show at all until my teachers had approached me with the opportunity. And then after that, they're like, hey, we want to highlight the dancing too. So I'm like, wait, is this is this the same thing? Or they're like, no, this is two different things we want you to be a part of. And yeah, we would it went up from there. <laughs> okay, so I'm narrowing it down in my mind. So the only, so far, we see episodes one and two. The only class that they're in with students is African-American studies. So you were in that class? Yes, yes. I was African-American studies. You didn't see me? I probably <laughs> did. I probably did. Because, see, the thing about it is that, like, it was such a focus on yes. your girl, Stacey Dash. It was. All right? It was such a focus on her that it got aggravating. Like, I, already, I recorded my episode two recap, and I talked about that. So they were panning to Stacey Dash when she was in the class. So that, so it's so many questions that comes from that. So there was a casting process. So I wouldn't say casting, I would say handpicked. Gotcha. Because you can't have everyone in the scene. Because then you don't know, you know, you have to be very professional when it comes to those type of things. You don't want everybody just, and, and it's a celebrity edition. So it's not like we just normal students talking amongst each other. You know what I mean? You have celebrities there. So you, you need to know, like, okay, I know you can handle yourself around celebrities. You can too. You can too. So that's how it was. And like a lot of the teachers is like, hey, we want Breezy because we know she has a personality and we know, you know, she would be a great addition to, you know, this scene, even though they didn't really highlight the students a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. <laughs> you said it. You said it. No, I'm going to say it too. They didn't. Yeah. Okay. First, first two episodes, I, I forgot who was that Texas of man. I thought that was Big Brother. I was, like, I was like, wait a minute, who's getting kicked off the island? Like, like it was Survivor. That's what I thought it was for a second. So, oh but, but shout to them. All right. But so let me, I, I want to get like, you know, as much behind the scenes as we can. So, you know, you found out about it and, and you were picked to be, you know, in the classes. And we know that, you know, you were in that African American studies class. So, as far as the behind the scene grind, like, how was it behind the scenes? Um, I think behind the scenes, it was nice. Like the cast members was dope. Like I think I talked mostly to Slim, Frida, and Stacy. Like even though they show like Stacy being very like closed off, she wasn't like that to me. Like yeah, like and like the producers also was like you know like I see that Stacy is more comfortable with you because I actually spent a lot of time with her. Like at practice, 
um, outside of practice, you know, to get things together. And they didn't really show that, but like she did practice. Well, mm. for me, not outside of practice, but she actually spent time outside of the practice amongst the whole team to try to get the dance and stuff like that. So, yeah. Okay, so like, listen, I I'm about to start putting it together because what you got to understand, Brianna, is that I watched all three episodes of College Hill like three times. And I watched it for enjoyment once. Right. Then I watched it again for a review. Then right. I watched it again just to see if I missed anything. Right. And, you know, it's just, and I was, well, well one time I showed my family. I showed my family. That was, that was the third time. <laughs> I, showed my, I was like, y'all going to watch this College Hill. So, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, that was, that, that was the third time. The second time I watched for a review. And, you know, one thing that I noticed with College Hill is that it seems as if it skips around, which I, I can understand it because we have to understand in general that this is a TV show. And I think that when we look at reality TV, we get into how the people are acting and less of the production side. You know, and as communication right. majors, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a communications graduate, we get into that side of things of how it's produced. So one thing that I noticed, especially in episode two in my rewatching of it, is that it was points in time where like it, it, you could tell it was jumping all around and everything wasn't in that day. And I could sort of tell it was the same thing with, with episode one where we knew it was different days, but it seemed as if it jumped around. So we first saw you prominently featured, you was in the class, but we first saw you prominently featured when the president spoke and they had like the little gathering and then Stacy oh, came boy. up. Yeah. Yeah, so then Stacy came up to you all. So I want to ask about that. My conception is that I feel as if Stacy was sort of targeted to a certain point by the other cast members because of her politics that simply we don't rock with. I don't rock with it. Yeah. But like she was targeted to a certain point and she was closed off. They were talking about drinking, going to jail, body count, who you switch bodies with. And it's like, I know how I would feel in that sense. But yeah. she gets on campus and she's talking to y'all and she seems communicative. Yeah. So in that moment, how was that behind the scenes? So was she really chopping it up with you all at that moment? She was chopping it up with me. So everybody that was actually upstairs, I'm the only captain. So it was just me and my coach. Um, shout out to Coach G. Um, she was upstairs. So we were um, basically in the mixer with the president and everything. And she did come up to me. Um, and, my, and my coach was like, hey, I want to join a dance team. We were very talkative. Like, they didn't put everything in there, but she was saying, like, you know, she used to dance back then, but she didn't tell me, like, she never did hip-hop or anything like that. But she was like that, you know, she wanted to dance, and um, she was younger, and I guess something, her mom didn't let her, or somebody didn't let her dance or something like that. So this was actually, like, a big thing for her because she always wanted to be a part of a dance team. So I just was just being 100 with her, and I was treating her as such as the way I treat the rest of the girls. So, but she was talkative. Like, I don't know, like, I. but when the producers told me that she was kind of singled out a little bit at the house, I, I can see that. I can kind of see that. But watching it, it seems like she closed herself off. I feel like when she got on campus, I saw a level of joy. And then, she like, we didn't really see it. She was definitely, it seemed like she was miserable in the house, but the minute she was out of the house, it was like a relief. So mm. I don't know exactly what occurred in the house or what made her so closed off, but I never got that vibe with the exception. Like, cause even when we got into it a little bit, like we kind of even got into it a little bit more. They didn't even really show everything. But even when we had got into that, like rah, 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 literally like three minutes later, we was back into dance mode. Mm. She actually was at the game. Like, she came to the game. She walked up the tunnel with us and everything. They didn't even show that part. Like, 
yeah, I was really confused. I thought I was about to see it in episode three, but I didn't. So really I, not I fought with her. We filmed a lot together. So they're trying to make it seem like she was like a one and done, but she really did like, you know, go through the process. Well, they left out a lot. It seems like a lot is left on the cutting room floor. Like it seems like it's like they didn't show the whole entire experience. And that sort of is my criticism of it. And I know that it has to be around 42 minutes because yeah. we know that most likely BET is going to, you know, they're going to put it on the channel and then add ads into it. Yeah. But it's like, I wish they could have really shown more and they could have shown more of you and your interaction with her. So yeah. as far as the whole entire dance, you, you all were saying that this is the most important game of the season. And clearly yeah. that's the rivalry game with Prairie View. So exactly. was it really the day before or was it made to be the day before as far as like the uh, yeah. editing of it? It was the day before. It was like um, I think it was the same week though. It, so it wasn't day. It wasn't the day before. It was the same week. But no, honestly, it was the same week. But when she probably um, filmed that, I believe it was like a day or two before. But she was already practicing prior to it. If that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So I think so. Earlier that week, she had came in, or was it even like two weeks or something? Because we don't we don't have practice every day. So I think we were, but when it's a like crunch time, we have practice every single day when it's like a crunch time during the game. So she might've been, she might've actually been correct when she was like, they want me to perform it two days ahead of time. But yeah, it was the PB game, which is the biggest game. So she had to get it right. See, like, we, like we're, I, I'm, I, it's, it's all piecing together. Like it's like, it's like two months. So I'm like, wait a minute. Now <laughs> I'm getting it because see, this is the part where the context matters. Yeah. Because when you hop around in reality TV, that leaves viewers confused because now it's a narrative that's trying to be painted, you know? And, and it's like, okay, because now you want to get the sensationalism of it because we know that allegedly, we don't know fully what's going to happen within the show, but Jasmine Brandon sources said even before the show came out that Stacey left early and we saw that they did see, we did see that she didn't leave. So yeah. that was the part that really is confusing, but now it's some clarity to it. So, what so what came first then? So you meeting her at the reception, or like was she already like, hey, we're gonna be dancing? No, I had met her right then and there. So like they cut me out, they used my my voice, but they didn't like show me in the first episode when she actually came up to me. I don't know what happened there, but <laughs> I just don't know what happened there. But um, yes, right when I met her that day, she then told me that she was gonna be a part of it, and I was shocked because I thought it was gonna be Nini or somebody. Yeah, that would that make a lot of sense. Like I, I, I sort of thought it would be India or Dream Doll. I saw Dream Doll did the cheerleaders, but I thought it would be one of the younger ones. She's very shy in person. So India, yeah, she's very just like you know, like if you talk to her, she'll talk to you. I can, I can tell, and then you can see, you, you see why in episode three, and I think it's a powerful story that she's sharing. But I, I definitely thought maybe Dream Doll would would, would be doing it. Like I could, I could see her acclimating to that culture, especially for her being a performer. But like all this is making sense. So after that, so you meet her at the reception. Right. So what happens after that within the sequencing? She comes in, she starts practicing. Like, I think she only had like two practices with us. And she was supposed to come to another one. She ended up not showing up, um, which is like at like 7 a.m. the day of the game. But I think she practiced one. I think she probably might have had three practices. I'm not quite sure. It might have been three or two. But if it was two, she was supposed to come to the third one and she just didn't show. But the routine that, like, she posted on her page, that was actually going to be our one-minute routine. But we wanted her to be a part of halftime. And I, I choreographed that one-minute routine, which is that danger, that one that she had put. But since she wasn't going to be able to, like, do the whole dance, 
I, we kind of made it so she could be able to. So we cut it up, chopped it up and everything and made the halftime dance, which we really didn't want to do. It was PB game. So for her not to perform, it was just kind of like, ugh. No, I get it. I get it. So, okay, so she was practicing with you all. So this is, this is something else that I think is interesting to note because it also sort of segues into the, the, the house showdown that occurred. So right. did she just show up and practice, aren't you guys, I'm leaving? Or did she stay the whole time? She was there for about like an hour or so. So and when someone isn't used to like dancing and isn't used to moving their body in those type of ways, she probably sore, she probably exhausted. She really was practicing back to back to back. Like when we ran it, she ran it. Like it was literally how it was supposed to be. But she was over it though. She did not want to do it. So she didn't do it as far as like, you know, the, the performance at the PV game. She didn't do that. Didn't do it at all. She she said she didn't, she she didn't want to embarrass herself. That makes sense. She probably would have been embarrassed. <laughs> get it though. She actually did kind of get it. The only thing about it is she was supposed to make practice that morning so she can feel comfortable and she didn't show. So she would have showed to that practice. She would have been comfortable and they, she would have been put in the, the PV game. That PV game, which was so live and so lit, which I'm so kind of sad that they didn't capture because they did capture the moment. I'm so sad that it wasn't actually like in the show because it would have been a great way just to highlight the HBCU experience when it comes to a rival team. We had battles against the cheerleaders and us. The bands was there. It was a whole experience. So that's the one thing that I kind of, I'm kind of sad about, but I'm truly grateful for the opportunity. Now that makes sense. And, and it, and, you know, it's just like with the college Hill experience and you know what I know of it, because of course me being like, what was I? 2003. I was in like, what I was in first grade, I think. Second yeah. grade 04. When I look at the original College Hill, and I, of course I didn't get a chance to see seasons one and two because they're locked up in a vault. Yeah. But like when I look at season three, for example, or even season four, it was more of the college experience that was shown. And that's one thing I wish was shown for this because I continue to hear when I ask around about, you know, how things were. I continue to hear about that rivalry game. And I know TSU SPV is a rivalry and any rivalry game in HBCU it's going to go federal and people sleep on the basketball rivalries because football is such a big thing, but the basketball yeah. rivalries go crazy. Right, crazier than the football. Low yeah. And because it, it's a controlled area, it's a controlled yeah. environment. Everyone pops out. They got the outfits. Typically everyone comes, the alum, yeah. the alumni come, but it normally is like the students and the, it goes crazy. Typically it's a Twitter beef like a couple days before. <laughs> yes. No, no, seriously. Like the basketball um pv game is stupid like it's not it's there's even no comparison to the football season like it's crazy and i and i'm, I'm a basketball fan anyway so you know don't get me to start exactly. <laughs> saying how, how better basketball you know, let me start because nfl <laughs> sort of show to prove not actually but <laughs> i was like oh, wait a minute my nba gotta step it up but no like that's real and i do wish that they showed more of that and I, I want to get into just the interaction with Stacy and the team, because we know that like with her politics, Stacy has said some incendiary things. And yeah. it really started in 2012 when um, she, you know, she, she supported Mitt Romney. And then it went to all the Fox News stuff and the BET stuff and Black History Month. So how was the interaction between the other members of the dance team and Stacy? Were they ingratiating or was this sort of like we're trying to see our energy? Well, to be honest, like, I'm going to just keep it a, a band. Like, when we have first told the girls that she was going to, she chose us, they're like, 
why? Like, why we ain't get free? Like, like they was like, what? Like they, I mean, at the end of the day, you 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 have to. You can't expect someone to think otherwise when on the internet you're presented as this person. We've seen things that you said, but I'm not gonna lie. Like me and my coach, you know, we told them, you know, we need to keep an open mind and let's just play it out and see how it's gonna be. Because who are we to judge? God is the only one that can judge. So um, yeah, when she came, everybody was being, you know, <laughs> but you know, you 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 kind of had to be. And I guess, and honestly, she's still an adult. So at the end of the day, we're gonna respect our elders, you know. So, yeah, we were very respectful and she was very nice and very kind and it was no like shadiness. So we we received her how she presented herself to us. So that's interesting. You said, you know, we respect our elders. We know she's older. So let's talk about the moment. And I want you to know I've been defending you on my reviews because like, I they just were coming did out not like the moment. They yeah, no, they weren't people weren't in general. It's not like, oh my gosh, we're coming up. But I was like, so I was saying, like, a lot of people, when it comes to an adult versus what they still consider to be a child, it's like they this whole entire warped notion of respect. Where it's like you're grown too, you're about to graduate. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's some level of like respect that should be given to you because you're the captain. And I and I said this in my review, like I I worked in different places where. I'm at the same level as an adult and boy, like a quote unquote adult adult. And they be, oh my gosh, like, why is he here? Like, why is he doing the same thing I'm doing? And it's like, yeah. it's, it's this crazy notion of being a, what I call a heart grown adult. And it sort of came out. And also the Bronx came out. She said, talking. She didn't say talking. She said, talking to me like that. I'm like, the Bronx yo. came out of her. Yes. She said, she hit me with a yo. Okay. She said, yo. She said, yo, you didn't hear it? She's like, she's like, yo, I'm not going to be talked to like that by no 18 year old. I'm not 18 or whatever. And like, I, I think I was like, I'm not 18. Like I had ended up saying that, but they didn't put that in there. Like it was just like a, a big, it was a thing. Yeah. My coach had to stay, like it was like a back and forth thing. And my coach had to basically get involved. Like, hey, 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 like it's done. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, it, so it was, and you said after that, it was like three minutes and after that, it, it was, it was all good. Yeah. So, yeah. As far as like how BET presented it, like how do you feel about that? You think that the way that it was presented, as far as how it was pieced together within the final edit and the airing of the show, do you think that's that was accurate or like it's like well it was more that went to that but it got cut out? Um, no, it that's exactly how it went. Like she didn't like that I said because I kind of was like on her the whole entire time. Like I'm not gonna lie, like because at the end of the day, like. I don't want to be like spending time doing the same thing because I have a game that's literally like two days and like we have to move on. There's so much I still have to teach these girls. They got homework and stuff like that. So I told her I need you to practice before. So when I actually said we, when she was like, can you, she like, and she was kind of getting on my coach too. Like she was kind of checking a little bit. She's like, um, yeah, she was like, um, can you go slower? Woo -woo. So then I had to step in like we went slower yesterday. And I guess that was the final thing that she was kind of getting irritated with because I was already kept getting on her. And that's when she was like, yo, like, you know, I keep talking to me like that, basically. When it's like, no, this is how I address my my teammates. Like, if you if, if you want to go fast, if you want to go slower, like, you, you could just remove yourself because at the end of the day, we're not about to keep going through the same thing. If you were to practice at home, we, we would have to even revisit this same part. Exactly. And, and, like, I, and like I said, I said this on my recap, I want to say it here. You were not being disrespectful. Like, all you were saying was that it's a level of respect that comes with doing this because I think that you're respecting the craft and the game. Like, that was what you were saying. Like, yeah. you're, like, almost like how it's, like, someone, 
you know, it's not taking basketball seriously. Like when you're at a point where you're at the top of your game, you're the captain of Texas Southern Tiger Sensations. You want other people to respect what you do the same way you do. Like that's exactly. any team. Like that's yeah. like LeBron on the Lakers. They didn't make the playoffs, but that's like LeBron on the Lakers. Whereas like, I want y'all to respect the game the way that I do. That's exactly. sort of what leadership is. You're setting the standard. So that was just sort of my perception on it. It was like, you weren't even being d- disrespectful. Cause like, it's some disrespectful stuff that can happen. Yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't. And then like, if, even when I told us, I'm like, you know, well, I'm, I'm not. Like I was talking to Eva, I kind of went into like a lower voice too, just because she is an adult. But when it was like, oh, show me some respect. Then I'm like, well, wait, show me some respect by practicing. I w- I w- and I didn't even say it like that. I said, I wish you would have shown me some respect by practicing. So, excuse me to the people that are saying I'm being disrespectful. I'm very, very respectful. Yeah. So, and, and, and if anybody, I don't think anybody really has said that. I honestly don't don't think that. Like, yeah. I thought that people at this point, they're just watching. Oh, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like, we're just here. Oh, this is amazing. All right, next thing, like, I, I don't think they're like, oh, she, she was so... She was so disrespectful. I don't think that was happening. But I, but that was just something that I situated because I understand the circumstance when you're in a position of power and you're younger. Oh my gosh, these all the folks be hating it. No, <laughs> they be hating it, but the internet like loved it. Like I got so many like tagged, like the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like everybody just been like highlighting the Stacey Dash scene. I'm like, I didn't really think it was a big of a scene, like, <laughs> but everybody just been eating it up. Honestly. That's a great segue into just the impact of college on your life. So we know that it came out on last week, so it might not be fully formed. And, and I'll even talk about my interview that I did um, recently with Ray Cunningham, who was on College Hill VSU. And he's honestly, I, I told him when I was on the interview, he's like the biggest star from the College Hill franchise thus far. because He's been on Love and Hip Hop. He's always sort of the, the face you think of. And, you know, I talked to him and he said that really after College Hill premiered, it was just take off from there. They're doing promos, all these different things. But he was on the cast. So yeah. for you, I know you probably getting text messages. I've seen your Instagram story. People are watching and filming their screen and tagging you. But yeah. how has it been for you socially since the episode, those two episodes came out and you were in the first one? So socially, I would say just a lot of love. Like everybody has been showing me so much. But to be honest, like the following and stuff, it has increased. But Shade Room had posted me a month ago. So that's where all of my followers have really boosted from, from the TikTok video. Oh, so- wait, wait a minute. Hey, what about I got up? Hey, what a minute. <laughs> we both posted on the Shade Room. Let's yeah. get it. Posted on the Shade Room in 2022 and 2021. And guess what? Brianna on the shade room. Yeah. Now listen, been popping. All right. Don't play with it. I'm just saying that the people in the back. <laughs> like, like, oh, they, they, they go on up. People in the back start. They got phones. Wait a minute. Yes, they yes. start to, they fall the shade room. Wait a minute. It's like, don't I, think that BT was the start. That was a part yes. of the chapter. Okay. <laughs> After, and it was an amazing opportunity. And I'm so grateful because at the end of the day, like reality TV, I got voted in high school um, most likely to be on reality TV. So they, like I, I'm telling you, I'm like knocking down all these walls. So I'm just grateful to be here. I have had a lot of people hit, hit me up as far as doing interviews. You are my first one because I've been busy with everything. Yes. Yeah, so what? wait a minute. You see what we do over here? You see what we do? First one. All right, listen. See, first, first, 
You see what we do? You see what we do? But keep going. I'm just keep going. I'm, I'm just. But um, they've been hitting me up in my DMs. Um. I haven't been able to get back to everyone, but I rock with HBCU Post. So I'm like, let me, let me get this in quick, fast, and in a hurry. And I'm going to knock everybody else out later. Honestly, just as far as following networking opportunities and interviews, that's what's been coming from it. That makes sense. Like, and, and, and I definitely would love to hear, like, even if it's offline, like how it is, like, in, in a few months. Because, see, what we, what we know is that, and we reported it on HBCUPost.com and also on our Instagram, that the numbers came out for when they aired it after the BET Awards. And we know that it received 854,000 views. And what people have to understand within that viewer number is that that's not the streams because BET typically is not going to tell you the, the full streaming numbers because that's their property. So right. Nielsen rated like that airing of the show and it had ads and all the different things. And we know that eventually it's going to air on BET that's why it's 40 minutes. Like they, they're going to slide those ads in real quick and easy. I was an account executive, so I, I know the grind of how it is. So, yeah. like, you're going to be on BET really soon. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be there. Yeah. I'm I, 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 how do you feel about that? Like, you're going to be on, B, on, that, on BET, I'm, BET again. Yeah, I'm ready for Like I said, I am. I never even thought about reality TV. I know I got the personality for it. I'm more trying to go into the music industry. So when it airs on BET, I'm just going to be ready. And hopefully I got anything that I'm, what I got going on is already solidified. So then when it airs, the foot traffic is going to come to the page and opportunities can come from that. So Most definitely. Um, yeah, and, and that, that's how you do it. You have to use it to, to, to increase what you're doing now. And I want to say this too, and, and I thought this as I was watching. If College Hill, and we know with uh, Deion Sanders' son, Deion Sanders Jr., he said that they were initially going to bring it back to Jackson State. <laughs> yeah, they were going to initially bring it back to Jackson State with actual students. As I was watching, you know, when when, when you were interacting with, with Stacey and they had the byline for you as, 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 as the Tiger Sensations captain, I was like, you know, if they brought back College Hill as like, an, like the college show of college students, I could for sure see Brianna being one of the people. Like I said that for real. For real? Yeah. You thought about yes. me? <laughs> yes. You who? Because like you were already the captain. Like you were the captain. Like you had, like, I'm pretty sure you, you, and also you work with 300. They definitely would have picked you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you would have had the 300 tie-in. You know what I'm saying? You would have had, you already, you already the captain. They already know you're breezy around campus. So like that was something where it's like, this makes so much sense. And I don't think BT or not really even BT because BT is the, is the distributor, more right. so the, the production company, Tracy Edmonds production company. I don't think they realize how much this really makes sense yeah. because, and I don't want to be erroneous in saying this, but I tried, and because my internet's off, but yeah. I tried to think back in my mind of like, okay, was there any other student that was credited? Because we know we saw Mr. and Miss TSU. We did see the band. We did see we, we didn't see the cheerleaders, but we know that they were there. And then yeah. when it was filming going on around that. Yeah. But you were the only student. Of course, we saw the classes, but yeah. you were the only student that was credited to, up to this point. Yeah. So to me, that's a big flex, you know? Big flex. It's a huge flex. And I had so much more camera time that was shown. So like even when the first two episodes, so I'm like, Stacey, please don't leave yet. Cause we have so much more already that we've actually filmed we've been filming for a month like every single day we're filming and i'm just like i'm hoping we get the opportunity to just show and highlight our moments and everything that we was working on together so 
It's definitely a big thing, and I would have wished that they would have just, like, utilized it a little bit more, too. But the, the cast, like, as far as the cast, like, the people behind the scenes, the producers, like, everybody knew me, like, to the uh, videographers, the producers, to the people that was um, just run the runners, everybody knew Breezy, like, Breezy, I actually even did, like, green screen time. I did, like, confessions and everything. Yes, but it didn't air. <laughs> I'm I, now, now. I'm like, wait a minute, BET. Wait a minute. You are you are a cast member, basically. I can't. I, I well, I don't know, but I did. Confess. I'll say. I, I'll say it for you. You are a cast member because if you're doing confessions, that is essentially them saying, "Welcome to the cast." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they, they might they, they might have put you in, in the thing. Whereas after Stacy, Brianna, <laughs> you yeah, right. <laughs> like you doing confessionals? Seriously, I did confessionals. I did one. After Stacy practice, and I did another one um, after the PV game era solo by myself. I did one by coach, and then one by myself. You know, I just thought about too. So it was episode three where Dream Doll had the situation with, like, I think it was the pig juice on her fingernails, and she didn't want to like write with the pencil. And and I believe one of the uh, professors in that biology class they did it. They did a confession. So I'm, I'm surprised they didn't hear that. And and, and maybe we don't know. You know, maybe they, they will air something along those lines. But like I said, I just think it's just super dope that, like, you were able to have that moment. In general, one thing I'm really interested in is, like, the impact of a show of the magnitude of College Hill on the college environment. Because and that was something I always wondered about back when the, with the original run. Whereas, like, you know BET's on your campus. You know that they're filming and then you're we're a prominent part of it so what was it like having BET and specifically College Hill being filmed on TSU's campus it was so amazing it really truly was the students it was a treat for the students as well because just to be able to see you know what I'm saying the cast members and everyone behind the scene it was like inspiring and it brought the whole campus out because as you know campus kind of has been a little dry due to COVID so it was a good culture shock for everyone just to come together and really that first day we had a hump night it was a hump day it was on Wednesday that first day everybody was just super pumped up super excited and it just brought back the HBCU vibe not only did they do that but they did give back by doing a workshop for the communications um, department yes where they talk to us about um, people who want to, you know, create their own shows, how to create your shows, um, how to create your segments, where to um, submit your scripts to, all different type of things. So they did all of that for the communications department. As a communications major, like you just said that you had, you know, those different experiences where you had the workshops and, you know, they had those different moments where they were training you. So in, in general, with this whole experience, as a communications major, what do you think you've gotten from this experience that'll aid you in your career in the music industry and possibly in media? Hmm. Honestly, it, this might sound like cliche, but it's really like the honest to God truth. It's basically not being afraid to speak up and network and introduce yourself. Like a lot of times people miss opportunities because they just don't have the confidence to, hey, I'm breezy. Like, um, what what is it? What is your role on the show? Oh, okay, well, well, nice to meet you. They just miss the importance of doing that, and y'all miss, or I'm not gonna say y'all, anybody that do not do it, you miss your beat by doing that. So that would be like my number one thing I would say that I took from the show is always be vocal and always just make sure you are hitting the ground head for when when an opportunity presents itself, take it. 
in general, what is it that you want for people yeah. to gain for what, what is it that you wanted? What is it that you want for people to gain from seeing you on the show? Cause like I said, you have a prominent role on the show and you know, you're a black woman on, on this, on this, on this streaming service and you're going to be on BET when they stream it. So what is it that you want people to gather from your portion of the show? Hmm. What do I want people to gain from me? If I could just instill confidence into the women or ladies that watch me on the show to watch how I am vocal, to watch my confidence, to watch how I can be an alpha, but also how I can just be a, what's the word I'm looking for? A student at the same time. You are not too old to learn. Um, always take on any opportunity that's presented to you. I just want people to know, to go after anything that you want and always remain true to yourself, no matter any predicament that you're in. And that's what I did when I was in the show. I didn't want to be anyone else. I just wanted to be breezy at all times. And what you see is what you got, because that's who I am. I love it. I love it. So we're going to go on and close out with that. That was amazing. And one last thing, Brianna, where can we find you on social media and how can we support you? Yes. Listen, you can find me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram 24 seven at I am breezy Everything I'm doing musically um, in the Houston nightlife, spiritually, emotionally, I'm an open book. So you can find me there. You can also find me on TikTok where, where the blowing up already started at breezyb.co. Brianna Jackson Breezy. She's coming <laughs> up out here. She basically was a cast member at College Hill. I'm saying that. She didn't say that. I said that. <laughs> All right. And it's just amazing. It was amazing to talk to you. And I cannot wait to see the rest of your grind. All right. But thank you so much for coming on. HBCU. They know just who we are. Post Radio. Listen, all I can do is hand claps. All I can do. Thank you so much, Brianna, for that, man. And the joy that I got when I heard that we were her first interview, I did not know that. Her first interview, I want to preface it by saying this, because Brianna Breezy popping, all right? She's done interviews before. But this is her first interview since she, she was featured on College Hill. And just to have that moment, I, I still love moments such as that like where it's like with hbcu pulse what we want to be is that we want to be at the forefront of this culture you know we want to bring you stories that you haven't heard we want to bring you exclusives we want to make sure that within these interviews that we're getting the holistic story because like i said in the interview brianna is more than just a person that was on college hill like she is a student leader that had a wave and all these different things that she had before College Hill. She was breezy way before BET. Breezy was before BET. So we wanted to make sure that that story was heard. And I really appreciate her for allowing us the opportunity to get this exclusive. All right. But we're going to continue to cover College Hill. We hope to have Brianna back for the review. We hope to have that. I want to hear how she's feeling as a prominent member of the cast. I want to hear how she felt about the rest of this season but man we're rocking so far man and BET gave them some classes as well like that's what we want to hear from BET man shout out to BET y'all did that support communications majors that's important 
And that's what we're going to continue to do because I'm a communications graduate of Florida State University. So I need y'all to support communications majors. But outside of that, thank you so much for tuning in to this exclusive interview with Miss Brianna Jackson. Breezy, make sure to follow HBCU Pulse on Instagram and also HBCU Pulse on Twitter and TikTok at the HBCU Pulse. And last but not least, make sure to subscribe to HBCU Pulse on YouTube because you'll get a chance to see the video versions of these interviews and the video versions of the interviews are lit. So you definitely want to check out that. But outside of that, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we'll see you on the other side. From the shade room to your news feed, we brag different. You're locked into a HBCU Pulse, now trending worldwide.